if I ever start reviewing games to the channel, I may start reviewing like big like big releases on a one to five scale and smaller stuff I actually give a rat's ass about on a one to ten scale because it's like, eh, it's like, how do you judge a Call of Duty? Is it a good Call of Duty? Yeah, four out of ten. Is it a bad call? Or four out of five? Is it a bad Call of Duty? Three out of five. Like it's still Call of Duty. It still functions as a game. Nine out of ten times. It doesn't stab you in the eye when you uh, when you use it. Yeah. Unlike some products in the market. I. Yeah. No, but it's kind of like it's the how do you review Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball three? You can't. You can give it like it's like a one out of ten scale does not work for that game because it's like well it's like well how were the graphics creepy the graphics were creepy <laughs> was the game fun I could play it with one hand you are correct how's this game on a one to ten scale creepy <laughs> yeah and that's what and that's where the one to five comes in because you can be like. It's, it's like a three out of five. Why? It's a game. Like it, it's perfectly functional. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't not recommend it. Like this is for a specific group of people. If you are in this game's very specific uh, demographic, you'll be delightfully impressed. If you no, are not, you will be delightfully disturbed. Yeah, and that's my point. Like the, it's it's an average game. There's nothing amazing about it, but for what it. For what it's trying to do, there is no better game out there for it. Like, and you could make a bunch of jokes about it's the best volleyball game ever made and shit like that. But it's like, it's like this is a perfectly functional video game. It's a three out of five. How does it compare to Destiny? Destiny goes on a ten point scale. Why? I can get granular with that shit. It's <laughs> like, how do you review Counter Strike? You can't. You rage. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like. Where does Counter-Strike fall on the 1 out of 10 scale? I, I don't know why. I'm bad at it and play with a bunch of methed out 7 year olds. So hello everyone and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 28. Um, I am Unvader Gert, or Jeff, and as usual I am joined by the founding member, Grand Poobah. I'll let him have his official title this week, Mr. Charlie. I've added King of the Pirates to my names. King of the Pirates? Ooh. How'd yeah. You, who did you kill to get that title? Monkey D. Luffy, obviously. Or Luffy, <laughs> oh, however the fuck you pronounce his name. Yes, but did you have to do the... Or how many episodes of One Piece did you have to sit through to accomplish that? None. I just found the One Piece, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm King of the Pirates now, and left. Yep, that and the Galactic Ley Line, you were just like, well, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They were in the same place. <laughs> Uh, yes, that, that 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 does make sense, doesn't it? One was the other, it turns out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm doing some reaching today for my references. I, I know, we're going deep down the fucking rabbit hole. We're off to a fantastic yeah. start. Oh, God. So, how was it's, your it's, week? <laughs> well, it's it's definitely been one of those weeks. I, I actually played two different games this week, one of which I liked a lot, one of which... I'm not sure why I'm still playing it, but I really hope I'm going to stop playing it soon because it's really starting to hurt my brain a little bit. Hmm. Is it a clicker? 
It's not. <laughs> I, there's not been a new clicker for a little while now. I could use a new clicker in my life. <laughs> the clicker I, drought of 2016. I. It's it's always a, tr- a clicker drought, man. <laughs> like the clicker market is always the thirstiest of markets because we need to have that efficiency. I need. 12 different games of me doing nothing but burning time going on my phone at all times. Oh, my God. That's what battery life exists for, playing clickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is all batteries are good for. The storage of is- energy, the moving of electrons, all trivial secondary peripheral functions to the expediting and usage of clickers or of uh, idle clickers. When Steve Jobs finished building the first iPhone, he didn't understand that he'd built the best device to play clickers on, finally. He didn't know to dream big enough that someday people would build video games for smartphones that you didn't have to play. In fact, the more you play them, the worse you're playing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't dream big enough. He thought he would just revolutionize how people talk and communicate. No, he didn't understand he'd improve gaming to the pinnacle of perfection. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly what gaming perfection looks like. <laughs> he didn't know he'd almost built the masturbation machine of gaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now that I thoroughly derailed you. But yeah, to the games I've been playing... Um, my slog of Destiny pre-Rise of Iron continues because I haven't quite filled my vault space all the way yet, but I'm getting there, so that'll stop me eventually, right? 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 Right. I don't have problems. <laughs> I don't have problems. I can quit whenever yeah. I want. I just don't want to quit. Exactly. Quitting's for qu- quitting is for quitters. Mm-hmm. Mama didn't raise no quitter, but I digress. So, um... I, I, these were both PS4 games that I kind of picked up and I'm still playing. I played Strike Vector EX, which was a Steam game that was only, or a PC game that was only multiplayer, and they made a console release for the PS4 that has a campaign for it. I played through all the campaign. It's a solidly fun game. For like, I think I paid 12 bucks for it. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, it reminds me of this game called Murakumo from my youth, which Murakuna. is a really... Yes, no one should have ever heard of Murakumo because Murakumo wasn't a very good game. I just knew about it because at one point in time, my friend owned an Xbox and wanted me to buy him a video game for his birthday, and I was dead broke. And he's like, you should get me Halo 2. You should get me Halo 2. And I'm like, I can't afford Halo 2 for myself, you fucker. Mm -hmm. You're getting Best Buy Bargain Bin. What can I get you for $10? That looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. What is in this bin that there's multiple copies of because no one bought it? <laughs> yeah, so the cover is of uh, the cover of this game was like this red Ferrari ass wing mech thing, like tackling another like sports car ass looking mech. It turns out it's this kind of weird racing flight game that there's like five mechs in the game that like the entire game you're moving forward at like not quite light speed and it's just full of crazy motion blur effects and you're firing missiles and you're trying to take down one enemy and it's a it's a really bad game ultimately but i mean for ten dollars it doesn't sound bad it sounds like a lot of like 1980s like sprite made uh shoot 'em ups that are just moving in uh the z-axis as opposed to the i guess x direction yeah i getcha yeah and what I loved about this game was the speed feeling of it was really cool. And, like, part of it was you could drop from 
going forward at like all the miles an hour to like tight right pan turns that were just like you pivot midair mm-hmm. and then fire your thrusters again. You're like racing around streets and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Strike Vector EX, I wouldn't quite call it a fighter pilot game. It's not quite a mech game because you're in kind of a fighter jet, meaning it looks like a fighter jet and has fighter jet esque weapons, but. Whenever you let go of the ignition, you like gravity hook it in the air and suddenly go into a turret mode that you can move slowly in. But it's this kind of crazy game where it's like you drop out of it, make a sharp right-hand turn to go around something or into something, and then immediately jump back into going full blast um, fighter jet speed. I mean, I'm gonna, not going to lie. A lot of this all sounds pretty awesome. Strike Vector is really cool. Strike Vector EX is pretty cool. The campaign is hokey at best, but gives you a really good introduction to how to play the game and kind of the various pieces of gear and stuff like that. I checked out the multiplayer some. Couldn't find a lot of matches, so I dropped it pretty quickly. But yeah, it's for what it costs, it's a really cool little indie mecha flying game thing that I'd love to see a sequel to. And like, it's got cool art direction to it. it the fact it has a campaign, they added that to it for the PS4 release, I think is pretty nice because it definitely helps the game. I'm not trying to pay it for it. It was just multiplayer. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, it's I, also definitely not th- ugly. Oh no, the game's real pretty, and mostly it's got just a fantastic sense of speed. There's one really shitty mission in the game, and it's because it relies on what the game does the worst. But like dog fights in that game are really fun because you'll be chasing someone and they'll drop out and do like a 90 degree hairpin turn, and they'll suddenly flying at you, hitting you with their guns. You're like, oh shit, you're trying to dodge out of the way, and you do like a barrel roll to get out of the way and stuff like that. But yeah, it's looks it's fun. A lot like um, multiplayer freelancer, to be honest. Sure. With a lot of improvements. Yeah, no, the the game was really cool. If, so, if you're nothing in Freelancer kind of, handled that well. Yeah, it's like an it's a very arcadey feeling flight game. Mm-hmm. No, I might totally pick this up. This looks totally cool. It's, if you do, let me know. I'd love to play the multiplayer with you some. Mm-hmm. I definitely. I got, and the best thing I can say about this game is it's simple. Like it's literally got four buttons you care about. Mm-hmm. And you could pick it up instantaneously. You might not be good at it, but it's you could definitely have like a pass the controller party game going it's on. Made with by this. the Rage Quit Corporation. Yeah, sure. That's that's awesome. Yeah, great name for a company. No, it looks, it looks real pretty. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So the other game I played is Live Lock or Life Lock. It's spelled L I V E Lock. I. I'm assuming Live Lock, because Life Lock is a service for old people who fall down. Yeah, I'm hoping it's Live Lock or, or Live Lock Life or Lock, something. No, Life I, Lock's the friggin' social security service. Who knows, but yeah. I'm thinking it's, Life Alert. I choose to believe it's Life Alert. It's funnier. Yeah, so, in yes, in Life Alert, you play as like a 10-foot-tall robot warrior of the future. So, like, the world of this game is fucking nuts. So to prevent a giant catastrophic disaster, someone digitizes all of the human race's brains and stores them in like these underground vaults of technology and builds a bunch of robot keeper things to kind of maintain the planet and rebuild that for the catastrophic event and keep the servers going and shit like that. And then when the time comes, keep like seating. grow a bunch of human... Yeah. Well, then I grow a bunch of human be- uh, grow, uh, I grow a bunch of human bodies, and then like I, I was making a torrent joke. <laughs> no, it's you're, you're not wrong. Oh, That's not? the weird thing. That's odd. <laughs> Go on. It's 
it's so like and like to grow human bodies and then put the memories into the bodies and shit like that. But That's things cool. go wrong and there's like a satellite flying around that's got something called SATCOM in it. It's now sending these like it found you, the um supreme intelligence or something like master intelligence and you're inhabiting like one of three mecha frame not mecha frames but like 10 foot tall weirdly human with skull head robot frames and you're now going out into the wasteland to fight other robots that have like become sentient ais that are like divided up the world into territories they're like no we won't let the humans come back man we're having too much fun being weird robot overlords with no purpose. This game looks like the type of game I would really enjoy, like, a movie maze based on. The gameplay doesn't look like the type of thing that would hold me. Yeah, the, the gameplay is a bad version of Diablo 3, and so there's three classes. You have typical run-and-gun character, you have the melee character, which I started off as, and then you have, I guess, like, the pet character, which is the female heavier quotations it's got a female voice frame that like uh, th there's a weird thing going on in the game where like the, I, I like playing the big tanky melee classes in these types of games like getting up and personal and it has the worst basic melee in the game That's while awkward. the yeah and the pet based one has fucking kung fu moves for its melee attack and i'm like okay so one of these classes is I'm supposed to kind of stay away from stuff and drop support items the entire time and turrets and hit them with this super shitty I-beam laser thing, but I'm not because it's so much cooler getting up there and kung-fuing shit to death. Mm -hmm. While the melee one I'm playing, like, you get some better gear and it gets a lot better pretty quickly, but, like, yeah, the base melee weapon, which is all you start off with that character, fucking sucks. That stinks. Does he? Yeah. Does it get better from there? I mean, I'm sure you're not at end game content with this game, but ah uh, no, I've 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 played through the first zone of four. I guess I want to say I got I got to the first major boss of the game, and that was fun. It's got drop in, drop out, online multiplayer, which I like in these types of games. But like, I. I was pretty close to it. I'm not playing, and I got an axe for that character. I'm like, okay, this axe is a lot of fun, and I got this kind of thermite rocket launcher thing, and that was kind of fun, but, like, it never comes together into good-feeling combat. It's just the axe is less shitty-feeling than my giant, like, piston-powered boxing gloves were previously to that. Hmm. So it's like, this is better, but not meaningfully so. Yeah, the boxing gloves are a bit of an odd, like... That's an interest. I mean, that's an interesting choice in the game dev side. Usually, you see something, you know, like a shitty sword or something. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, I, I bet I get a sword at some point with that character. But like, I have a big badass battle axe, and like it, it the game's okay. If you're looking for a f game to play with your friends, I'd recommend. Um, God, what's it called? Uh, the Starship Trooper game. It's not a Starship Trooper game that I fucking love. Um, God damn! I can't remember. We did a bunch of stuff for. We did something on the channel for it. Uh, God damn! I have to look it up now because I'm gonna bug myself. But like, it, it it's got all the issues of a top-down isometric game, letting the perks to it. And it's kind of it comes off as, yup, this is definitely a game that someone enjoys a lot more than me. I hope. Mm -hmm. This responds to control and inputs. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Beep boop, I am a video game.
Pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, that's the two games I have played. It, not much else going on, really. I, I, I made a really poor life choice today. Oh, those are fun. Uh, so, um, you know the Yakuza franchise? Yes. I have for a long time looked at that franchise and said, I would like to understand you. I like weird Japanese anime bullshit. And own a gaming channel. Yeah, and I have a gaming channel. And it's always been there. I'm like, I want to get into Yakuza, I think. Like, this looks really cool. I love these slice of lifestyle games that are, like, built on hyper-reality. And I'm not too proud to admit to this. But uh, so so, um, there's a Japanese porn star I follow on Twitter because... Her Twitter is fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. and she apparently is one of hmm? mm, good cover. No, I, I follow lots of porn stars on Twitter. They live hilarious <laughs> lives. <laughs> okay, go on. It's really great when you're reading through your Twitter feed, and it's like someone promoting their book, and the same person's like took four dicks up the ass today, and you're like, you live an interesting life, don't you? <laughs> It's a weird insight into like the actual workings. I say, of, I like, say there's a joke in there people. about starving young artist and book writer and having to take four dicks in order to get published. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's I, I always enjoy, I guess, the kind of weird looks into like no, these people have boring ass lives most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's mostly like an Instagram feed appreciating local um, coffee chains. Basically, yeah, it's like, oh, this will be the hottest thing ever. Wow, this chick really likes dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. I have learned for this that porn stars really like dogs, actually. Oh, you meant non-sexually. Yes. I meant dogs, yeah, just <laughs> straight-up dogs. They're always at dog parks, as best I can tell. Mm-hmm. I think everybody, if you want to everybody to, likes dags. If you wanted me to porn star in LA, hang out around one of the nine dog parks in Burbank, as best I can tell. Mm-hmm. Hey, that... SWS just gave a lot of people some very legitimate advice and or stalker fuel. I'm not sure which one. Yes. Whichever one doesn't get a sued, that's the one we meant. Yeah. No, it's it's super weird. But so one of the people was promoting Yakuza 6 in their feed today. And I'm like, what the fuck, Yakuza 6? How is this happening? And it's because she's playing a cam girl in the game. And I'm like... Why is this in Yakuza 6? So I start looking more and more into it. It's like, yeah, you can talk to cam girls in a video game. And my mind at that point said, okay, you're buying Yakuza 3 off Amazon right now and figuring out what the fuck this franchise is. Mm-hmm. Go. Uh. You need to understand because this is like the Shenmue you were promised. To <laughs> say... You need to may you need to get Jim or somebody, maybe Alex or Jim. Jim would be great. Um, and sit down and play through that game. No, so that's the thing too. So I'm online at my lunch break, being like, "Okay, what Yakuza game do you start with?" And the internet's like, "Yakuza three, one and two have some problems, but there's a really good recap feature in Yakuza three. So I'm now going to play Yakuza three and see if it's channel appropriate, which I suspect it may be. Which means we may be about to get super into the Yakuza games. <laughs> Metal Gear is going to take a slight hiatus. Oh no, Metal! Uh, we're done with Metal. Uh, 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 
We were done with it actually two weeks ago. We have we have finished recording Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid Three. We have finished the Snake Eater. The final episode will be up by the time you are hearing this. We'll be rolling into four shortly. Awesome. I would just take a little time in between them so we don't get burnt out because by the end of every Metal Gear run, we're kind of like I don't want to hear the codex sound for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I've I've played yeah. a little bit of four, and I'm not gonna lie, it was a visual experience to be had for me. <laughs> not no, very much going into that game dry and not knowing what was going on. I, I've gotten the distinct impression that when we go into four, there may be some like two hour long episodes I have to put up because it's just like it's an hour long cutscene. Congratulations. Yep. Movie Gear Which Solid I'm Four. Not- yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I, I think I see. You may have to like I break them up and just be like, okay, footage here, or game footage here, the cutscene here. <laughs> Basically, yeah, we had to do. We have to do that anyway with them. Like we've put up full episodes that are just cutscenes from that game occasionally, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm real like Metal Gear Solid Three may actually contain some of the best boss fights. I have ever run across in a video game. Like, mm-hmm. there's only one bad boss fight in that game, and that one's kind of on me, I think, more than anything else. But, like, that that game overall is a fucking solid-ass game. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It definitely it contains two of my favorite boss fights ever in a video game. Mm-hmm. One of which is a sniper duel, which is almost impossible to do in a video game. A sniper duel? Yeah, that is hard to do. Yeah. It, it 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 feels like a goddamn real sniper duel. It is masterfully done. Doesn't go far enough. Like that is that that game contains one of the best boss fights ever. Hmm. Made for a video game. Huh. Yeah. Well, some high praise of that. Yeah, but so I, uh, the last thing I learned this week is because of work. I now I now know where to buy ejector seats. Uh oh. Yep. Uh oh. <laughs> That's all really. I don't have much more to say about that except for I was doing some research for work and I stumbled across a site that's selling like, do you need an ejector seat? Well I do now. <laughs> I didn't previously, but now that you mention it. Tell me more about the ejector seat lifestyle, the internet. I have some co How will this benefit me? That uh, I really could deal. I really could just do with them more airborne. Yeah, no. But the cooler thing was the same place sells like um, used uh, airline seats. Okay. Specifically, like the first class airline seats. Ooh, fancy. From like international plans, you could build like, a, like, and they sell them in like couch format, where it's like we only sell them in like pairs of three. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it going. Man, I could have the fucking most ridiculous ass couch ever. Just three of those fuckers, like they turn into beds and they have little domes around them and shit. Uh-huh. You can individually sleep. And, uh, yeah. Now the only thing you need is uh, to get the like air conditioning that they have. So, they have them. Oh, I was gonna say that so that seat. next time I'm at your place, you and me can both crank up the air conditioning on our New England ass selves while your girlfriend enjoys the sweltering murder heat that is L.A. Yeah, she's yeah. used to these warmer climates. I've I've heard rumors. Oh no, about. she hates the heat too. She just hates the fact that I'm like there are not enough icicles in my apartment right now. Oh yeah, if this could just be a hockey rink, I'd be I'd be so happy. 
If I could see my breath at any given time I'm in my apartment, that is the correct temperature to sleep at. Oh, absolutely. Without question. And with a very warm blanket. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, she's like, but you, you put a heavy blanket on and have the AC on. Yes, so I can put the heavy blanket on. Just use a lighter blanket. That's not how this works. No. My mom always is like, Jeff, can I switch out your blanket for your winter blanket for like a summer one? I'm like, no, you may not. <laughs> you can't. Never. You can cry for my cold dead hands. Exactly. Oh, but yeah, New that's England, about it for my like, the week. thing is, like you and me didn't rehearse that. Like this is just us as like New Englanders. Like this is just a thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it's weird finding out how many like-minded people there are with yourself some days. Yeah. Oh no, I, <coughs> I totally forgot two other things I did over the weekend. Actually, uh, there's a sand, there's a zoo down in San Diego, which is south of where I live called the Safari Park. They let you go into, like, Jurassic Park-style paddocks and feed giraffes and shit like that, which was kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I did that, and there was also this um, L.A. food festival thing called Smorgasbord, which I got to go to and be mean to a Jewish uh, bagel guy for not being Jewish enough. Mm-hmm. His bagels were not up to your standards, as in... No, um, he's, like, apolog- he's like, I apologize. And the best thing is he looks at me and goes, you used to live on the East Coast, didn't you? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're not going to like my bagels then. I go, I'll be the judge of that, but you're probably right. <laughs> Why did he think you weren't going to like his bagels? Um, L.A. is famous for super shitty bagels. Oh. We have the wrong water to make good bagels, apparently. Oh, I do remember there being something about that, and that's why New York is so good for them or something like yeah. that. Yep. Um... So, yeah, I do live in the plebeian area of New Hampshire and Massachusetts, which are not quite so bagel-focused. Uh, the worst bagel from Dunkin' Donuts is still better than, like, a decent overpriced bagel out here. Oh, that's terrifying. Yep. I mean, a Dunkin' Donuts bagel is really not that bad at the end of the day. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, it's the, like, that's our base level for it's a bagel, and they're still better than the ones you can get out so here. So that means all the other bagels are actively repulsive. Yeah, they're pretty. They're weird. They're like sponge cake esque. Huh, that's weird. They're not terrible. They're just not what you think of as normal bagels. Can they be crisped up? Because that's an important feature. <laughs> yeah, the toaster only gets you so far, though. Uh, so you got to butter grill them. You just do. Just yeah. cook like my dad, and here's your something Wicked Studios food drinking part of the podcast. Our food part of the podcast, so those doing the Something Wicked Studios drinking game that doesn't exist, now's the time to drink, is you take a full <laughs> tablespoon of butter, and then you melt that down, and then you just grill the fucking bagel in that, and you get this completely saturated, buttery treat. It's amazing. That may be a way to save the bagel. Just drown yeah. it in butter. But yeah, that's it for my week. Pretty uneventful. Mm-hmm. So my week was kind of weird. <laughs> so we're coming off sure. of the long weekend. Um, and basically, like, everyone I knew was, again, moving. So I got dragged into, like, helping someone hang a TV and stuff. And um, sure. Did you drop it? No, I did not drop it. Um, but I was able to mount a TV, and that was great. 
Um, but I wound up spending a lot of time, like, by myself, like, just doing chores and shit and cleaning and getting ready for things. Um, also, it was a D&D weekend, but, uh, I'll get, I guess I'll get to that afterward. So, first of all, I spent a lot of time working on that guitar I've been building, and I finally kind of rubber hit the mo- hit the road, and I've been, uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff to that, and I've got the neck and the body both in a kind of a good place. Um, I'll be working on that more this coming weekend. But I wound up watching a lot of TV, because I was doing a lot of, like, chores. So I wound sure. up finishing Never Sleep Again, the Freddy Krueger documentary, and, uh... Oh, how's it end? How's it end? Uh, they talk about yeah. the seventh movie, and then <laughs> they let all the cast and crew do their our impressions of their favorite lines from the Freddy Krueger series. Yeah, And they let them have the claw, which... One of the things that people, I guess, don't know as much about the claw is that the Freddy, the actual one that they use in the movies isn't plastic, like the ones you get at the store, so it's heavy as it's fuck. It's a real fucking claw. Yeah, so it's heavy as hell. Um, So I finished out that, and that was pretty good. And then I watched this movie called Castle Freak, which is this recommended movie by this podcast called The Flophouse as this movie is batshit insane. And uh, I can confirm that the movie was batshit insane, and I don't know how to feel as a human being after watching it. <laughs> I may have been stripped of some of my identity, like just lost in the aether because, or like I've stared into the abyss. The abyss looked back, reached forward, and grabbed my throat a little bit. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a weird, a weird day. <laughs> When you look into the abyss, does the abyss look into you? Yes. Unfortunately, it looked at me very longingly um, and disturbingly. You come here. Yeah. You come here often. Yeah. It was a little more like, you know the show Oz? <laughs> it was a more like yeah. that. <laughs> um, so. Did it call you a prag? Uh, it did not call me that, and I don't know what that word means. I'm not sure I want to. That's from the show. Oh. I've seen only, like, short clips of the show. You, on the other hand, have binge-watched a lot of that show, haven't you? I have watched all of that show. Yep. Um, so outside of that, um, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I guess I'll repeat now, is I had a guitar that I recently took to the doctor and got uh, fixed up, and it was sounding excellent, so I extended the Sunken Wicked Studios outro. Um, I probably shouldn't talk about it too much, because I don't know how, where, or when Charlie's going to use it. Um, it'll, it'll probably happen. get used in some of our content some way to just add some ambiance. Um, yep. You know, that, that real, you know, dim lights, candlelit ambiance that metal music brings. <laughs> I really hope I, against all better logic, just spliced it into while you're talking better there. Better logic? Just to mess with you a little bit. Get what in there? I just put it in the background of that last oh, section. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, just, just, it, like, just dub it over me now. Ever so slowly. Um... And I play, or I wound up just like playing a lot of guitar this week in general. Um, watched more Parasite. That show is hilarious. How are you not done with Parasite? By I now? watch it really slowly. I don't really binge watch anything. I watch like two episodes here and there. Um, I don't have that much free time, and when I or content creation also absorbs a lot of time, like. I probably put like six or seven hours into that track in addition to what I've already put into it. Um, and that's just getting a few recordings correct. And that's, uh, doesn't even get you the writing process. Um, 
So something or game that I guess is out there that I saw because I am a Nicolite, which is the those of us who worship Nicolas Cage as our one true savior. Okay, I thought you were going to say I'm a Nickelback fan, which means I have to end this podcast now and fly to your house and beat you with a stick. Um, no, I am a worshiper of the one true God, Nicolas Cage, and banisher of the jealous John Travolta. And um, one of the posts on the subreddit One True God was apparently someone has created a Nicolas Cage dating simulator. I have not touched this thing yet, but the fact that that exists is... The internet at or the internet at its best as usual, um, bringing us these wonderful, bountiful gifts of insanity that I absolutely enjoy in every way that they just the fact that they exist. Yep. Um, and outside of that, for video games, I've mostly just been or I haven't really been playing that many, but I've been playing a little bit through the Resident Evil Four PS4 release just so I can finally have beaten it on everything and have all my unlocks again. And get back to having. Did you try the um, accessibility trick I told you about? I just got good at shooting with square. <laughs> Fair. Um, I was already like halfway there, and then I just kind of completed the process. Um, so I'm about a third of the way through that game. Um, and that's kind of my week. There's a lot of things that required very short descriptions. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> Ready for some news or what little bit of we have? I'm ready for some very little amount of news. <sighs> yeah, so uh, as me and Jeff may have just alluded to, not much happened this week. Uh, it's a pretty slow news week. And not um, like when we usually un- say those words. Like this time, like actually nothing happened. <laughs> uh, they unveiled a new iPhone 7, which I'm going to blame for things, but it's not really a complaint. The, um, the big news of the week is the Sony press conference live event whatever you want to call it exactly that happened the day prior to our recording on wednesday actually so we actually talk about something topical for a change in our news segment and not have it potentially feel a tad dated where they unveiled officially the ps4 slim a leaked item that had even had like deconstruction videos out there and unveiled the official name for the 4k enabled hdr PS4, PS4 Neo, heavy air quotations, as the PS4 Pro. I say Pro is what I found, but... Yeah, it's it's called the Pro. It was called the Neo up until yesterday, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess we'll work with our, work our way through the list. Um, the PS4 Neo, or not Neo Pro, wow, I'll, I'll stop saying that eventually, comes out November 10th. It retails for $399, which is the original price of the PS4, I think, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Also is the same uh, as the VR, which is coming out, like, the next day? Yeah, something like that. Um, Are those dates actually staggered? Possibly, because I don't think they're... You don't need the Pro to play VR, and I think Sony is intentionally separating those for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. Not to confuse people and think you need it to play VR, but... So it offers more power, 4K and HDR capabilities, which... I was watching it via stream, and you know oh, it doesn't show up so great via stream? The PSVR is out October 13th, supposedly. Oh, oh wow. fair enough. Guess yeah, it'll be out earlier. way before. Yeah. Sorry, to didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, yeah, so I got to watch all the PS4... I got to watch the PS4 Pro uh, 4K stuff via stream, which means I couldn't tell a goddamn difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It's on stream. <clears throat> the qualities weren't exactly good to begin with, but they showed off some new footage for... Theoretically, um, aren't you also capped by your monitor unless you're using your TV? Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, and they showed off some stuff. They showed off some new footage from Horizon Zero Dawn. There were some nice, like, look at all this fire and particle stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. They also unveiled that a bunch of games are going to have up-res, whatever you want to call it, features on the PS4 Pro. That's kind of cool. Like um, pl- the, uh, the uh, PlayStation version of Tomb Raider will look better on it. Uncharted 4 gets a boost. I'm hoping Destiny gets a boost, maybe, but who knows? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter that much. I I know me. I'm going to buy one because it's a more powerful PS4, and that weirdly appeals to me. I say you're going to have to get yourself some kind of a 4K capture device or start using stream services to record. I So that's just it. I actually don't want it for the 4K. I want it for the fact that it gets you closer to everything being 60 frames a second. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I'd re- I don't... At 1080p, I can't even tell that frequently. Like, the 720, 1080p stuff, my eyes aren't good enough, nor do they care enough to automatically be like, hey, that's not true HD, and I don't care. What I'd much rather is having that power go towards, well, a more powerful frame rate on my PS4. Mm-hmm. Which is not a good use of that, but I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mostly just like how they stack two t- two PS4s together to make this because the grooving on the front. Yep. I'm like, yes, finally something stupid on a console. Just stack them. <laughs> it's the Bugatti yeah. Veyron engine building methodology. If we just took two V8s kind of. and smashed them together, you get yeah. a W16 engine. Yeah. And I guess to jump back to the PS4 Slim, that'll retail at $299, which is pretty good, I think, for... Uh, smaller ps4 you bought a ps4 recently jeff what'd you pay for yours uh i don't remember i believe i paid 400 for mine but it also came with a game yeah yeah that's fair no it's mine came with uncharted yep um and i got the uncharted edition as well yeah no and i I guess the big note is the um the playstation pro the ps4 pro will not have a 4k dvd player built into it which i'm fine with because how many 4k dvds do you own jeff me none but i mean basically exactly pixar videos and like i don't know this planet earth (laughs) yeah is really what that boils down my tv's not yeah i it's weird i'll probably buy a bunch of 4k equipment long before i buy a 4k enabled tv because i I'd rather a fast refresh rate than more pixels, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the, like, I know is the Counter-Strike methodology. Yeah. At least I think it is. No, basically, it is. Mm-hmm. I can read off all the fancy tech specs for it, but no one cares about that. The big news is it comes with one terabyte storage space, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's really it for news in some ways i got some quick ones like uh mario has been confirmed to coming to the um ios platform which it's about damn time i want to say ios and android or is this just for iphones uh just ios as of right now Mm -hmm. but i suspect it will come to android eventually unless apple pays a bunch of money to keep it that way 
Uh, Pokemon Go is also coming to the Apple Watch and, I guess, smartphones in general, or smartwatches in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And I guess that's actually going to be another milestone we're going to have to look at is when those th- uh, Pokemon wrist things come out. They come out September soonish, actually. They come out September, I want to say, like, 15th or something? Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where the the numbers go on that, because I don't expect them to go all the way to the top, but I do anticipate they're going to go I, up. I think that thing's coming out too little, too late kind of thing. Like, that device doesn't actually offer you enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come out September 16th, not 15th, my bad. Yeah, but it's... They don't do enough. They cost enough money they're kind of prohibitive like if they were also like a fitbit or something i think they made a lot of sense but mm-hmm. for what they are they're kind of this would have been great when we were all super into it this summer but now i haven't played that game in almost a month mm-hmm. i mean i think people are going to not necessarily like jump back into it the way that they did but i'm sure a lot of people are like oh yeah i remember that app and reopen it no i think at the same time though too it's not going to push people buying the wrist things. Oh, I that, never that said has, that. I'm just thinking people are going to reopen yeah. the app. I think it's, the wrist things are going to serve as advertisement. I, I I don't think so, I guess, because they're so specific in some weird ways. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean just the fact that Pokemon's back in the news will be free advertising for them and getting people back in oh, the sure. Getting the craze restarted more than I think that the active amount of wristband sales will actually do anything. Sure. But, as you were saying... No, it's I. I don't have much more on that really. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I said, it's been a super slow week. Yep. I don't know what's up. Nothing really happened for the most part. Mm-hmm. So is that the last news to- news topic? Yeah, I, I literally have uh-huh. nothing. Oh, actually, no, I got one more thing. Actually, uh-huh. the um, Off the, presses. the the GameCube. I missed that one. It was buried below the rest of my nothing. The um, GameCube emulator Dolphin, which some people may or may not know about, can now boot. All GameCube games. Fucking yeah. Congratulations to Dolphin. Can yes, boot, congratulations boot to Dolphin. Games? That's not Dolphin, that's something else. I Dolphin did that as well. Um, I don't know, I could be... No, Dolphin is specifically GameCube because Dolphin was the code name for the GameCube that Nintendo used. Like, emulators generally don't work cross-platform, except for the PS2 one, I think, can do PS1 games. The PSCX2? Yeah. Um... I may or may not know more about emulators than I should. <laughs> yeah, I I think they serve a weird purpose. They're kind of important for archival because, seriously, eventually there will be no more Nintendo 64s in the world. There will be no more GameCubes. And I, for one, like the idea of having access to all of the games ever from history, at least from a historical standpoint. I think I've seen that their relevance is a lot more on, like, game series that didn't get super big, like... Your Zeldas, your Pokemons are going to get remade in the fucking, like, the Xbox re-release of Rare games or yeah. the Nintendo Store. But, like, games like Bloody Roar 1 aren't coming back. <laughs> yeah, they're just, it, it's, from a kind of archival, historical preservation standpoint, emulators are super important and super murky in their legality. Oh, God, yeah. Also, we should probably say that we're talking about emulators that you are uploading your own game for, and you're not illegally downloading the ISOs, because that's the illegal part. Yep. Um, So don't do that, kids. 
Although the uploading your own game for also kind of yeah, illegal, that's, get, that's some of, gray area but, too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. So that brings us to our main topic this week. Sorry, this is probably going to be a shorter week than normal. I, I know me and Jeff say that occasionally, and we try to mean it, but we don't actually normally wind up meaning it. There, literally, there's nothing happening right now. So, Jeff actually floated the idea of why the fuck does something Wicked Studios exist? We've did the history of it kindly, kind of, but we've never actually done the story of why the hell this kind of whole creative content thing we started doing even exists in the first what, place. So. How, what convinced a bunch of introverts to start yelling out into the internet? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, uh, so do you want to start first, Jeff? Because you had um, ARAM for Katie's tits before I did any YouTubing stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, creativity for me has been a thing that I've played around with far beyond just, like, this channel and YouTube. Because I do so much music and stuff that I... Though for me, music's a bit different because I, I'm not big into writing lyrics. When I write songs, I'm very much the instrumental guy. Like, I'd rather go to a lyricist or a uh, vocalist and be like, here, you throw some words on this, you figure it out. Um, I'll do the guitar part. <laughs> I'll, I'll program the rest of the instruments for you. And um, I don't know, to me it was just one of those really good outreach things of being able to be like, hey, look, I've got something I can show for my effort and kind of quantify my work. Um, but all of that really started as a way to fix boredom because guitar was what I did while waiting for, for, uh, websites to load back in the nineties when they took a long fucking time because dial up, um, and you could literally play most of a song just clicking to the next tab. <laughs> um, but why ARAM for Katie's tits existed was... In that particular instance, I happened to be have a very funny friend group, or at least I thought they were. Um, still do. I still think they are. They're great people. Um, and there was a lot of just like hilarious moments would happen, and then I, it would almost become like archivalist of like it's impossible to capture those moments unless you start doing an active effort to do so, and. So many times the phrase, you know, why aren't we recording got said where like someone would say something ridiculous or do something ridiculous or completely fuck up a play or something and it would be really funny. And it was just kind of trying to hold on to those moments, I guess, and preserve a lot of it and also like, you know, share with the world like, here's my friend group. I think they're funny and I think you'll enjoy them, too. Uh, was very much what got me into making that one. And then obviously working my way down the line, you asked me to get back into it and put together Die to Minions. And in some ways it became a great way to keep me busy. Um, Because Die to Minions happened while I was uh, looking for a job. Um, Or it occurred a little before then. Or no, it was actually, that lasted almost a year, because I put out like one a month for 12 months. Something like that, Um, yeah. But there were times like when I was, you know, in between jobs, that there'd be times in my day where it's like, I have, there, I've gone through every single job posting that is up today. And all my friends are still in school or at work. What am I going to do with myself? And it was really good for that, especially because, I mean, you can probably speak for... Being unemployed is a fucking drag. 
Like you get so much nothing. Yeah, done. and not in a good way necessarily. Yeah. Um, you you go out of your fucking mind slowly. Yeah. And I know for a fact, I'm definitely one of those like can't sit still type people. I'm always trying to work on like some new project or something. Like I, boredom is the enemy. Um, so for me, a lot of these projects that I get involved with are all trying to, I guess, one, prove that I can do it. And like a lot of this I do, you know, just for the fun of being involved and getting to do it. Like being part of a video game, uh, channel is fun like you give me challenging shit to do and are like jeff write a song yeah. for this or jeff can you make a video for that like i'm probably one of the least active members because i don't have much in the way of free time and every time i wind up getting involved with something it always winds up being colossal <laughs> like and you're on the opposite side of the country that doesn't too. help at all <laughs> um so it's very hard for me to you know phone it in for a uh Hey, Jeff, help us do a Metal Gear Solid recording. Okay, um, well, I'm on yep. a 10-second delay, <laughs> um, and I'm re watching a video feed. I hope the comment I'm about to make is relevant to what's happening on the screen. Yep. Um, so, that makes that very hard. Fortunately, I, do I don't think there are any other Something Wicked Studios, uh, or not employees, uh... We're not minions, or at least we don't refer to ourselves as that. You may refer to us as that. I think you're technically employees, no. officially. Maybe. I'll have to figure that out at some point. Don't get paid yeah. if we ever actually made enough money to pay people. <laughs> you would be employees. Yep. Um, are from out of town other than me. I, I am the full, the full thing that is something we could Studios East. The entire studio. Yes. Um, a very important something we could studios yeah use. which puts out very little content but i'm i'm working i'm i'm, I'm putting stuff together i i promise um yeah. especially the super secret off-screen project that uh i've been working on for a while and will probably be for the next like fucking year so now we keep mentioning I know. over and over well, it's to, it's to prove that i'm not sitting in my ass i guess um so that's yeah. kind of some of the stuff or some of the reasons why I got into some content creation and like just being involved and having fun has really been important to me and getting to like quantify my creativity and like be able to put something down and have hard evidence, you know, the Jeff was here moment. <laughs> yeah. So what what convinced you to go from like, you know, I mean, this this sentence is going to make sense to people who didn't know you, but for, you know. The person who I knew in high school to hear. You can ask me the same question, I, I guess. So, uh, I think we talked about the sum in the history of SWS podcast a little bit, but I, there's another YouTube channel out there called um, Two Best Friends Play that I was a huge fan of them back in their earlier days and in college. I've kind of fallen off as... Not saying as they got bigger, they got worse, but I used to be a big fan of their highly edited stuff. That was kind of just the funny parts, their full playthroughs. They don't play a lot of games I care that much about or find interesting, so that slowly kind of, I don't say drove me away, but I kind of lost interest in a bunch of their stuff over time. And I think my ongoing phrase was, I like their stuff and I could totally fucking do this. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that literally on and off for like three years or so. And 
my senior year, I started doing research into, hey, how the fuck do you actually do this? Like the idea of capture cards, I didn't know about till I was kind of like for, for years. I'm like, how do you get video game stuff into digital yeah, recording? How do you get format? it out of the like, video you know, game? Which yeah, also, you, you go you back your to VCR. your senior year of college, you said? That's even yeah. more complicated back then. Yeah, like the, 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 rea- the reality was at the time you had a couple really high-end things, the Elgato and the um, Haupog, Haphog HD or something like that. Like, none of the options were super good at the time. There were some there were, there were more obscure ones. Basically, it was... You were using. I was say to put some numbers on this. XSplit came out in 2012. Yeah, that's about the same time I was trying to figure all this crap yeah. out. Like shy of getting a video camera and pointing it at your goddamn TV, like a lot of this was kind of mystery and like people with more so money in studios did it. So you joke, but I actually thought that's kind of what they were doing. I thought what people were doing was splitting the video mm-hmm. out into going to a TV and then going into, like, a camcorder or something as an auxiliary yep. input. Like, that's how I literally thought people were maybe, like, into a VCR or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And thank God I was wrong about that because that would be a fucking pain in the ass mm-hmm. to deal with. But, no, yeah, no, like, I, I honest to God thought that's how these guys were doing it. And obviously, I've learned we use... Much fancier equipment. We had full-blown mixers and PCs and shit like that. But like for years, the only thing stopping me from doing it was I literally had no idea and was too busy to ever actually put the time in and figure out how to do it. So through most of college, I dated the same woman, and we dated for a little, a little under a year, I guess, officially. Over, I, I don't remember exactly. After I graduated, we eventually broke up, and... We'd been talking as a couple about doing maybe some type of, like, we used to play a lot of video games together. And yeah, a couple that plays video games together stays together. I mean, minus the, this story. But. Obviously not. But <laughs> yeah, but it, it was one of these things where kind of like it's this. They would, they would always devolve into us just yelling at each other because we played a lot of co-op games that weren't necessarily the best co-op games. Like co-op Katamari Damacy, where one of you controls one set of lateral movements and the other controls the other lateral movements. It's designed to ruin friendships (laughs) and shit. It's designed to be more difficult. Yeah, like, and other great moments where she played through all of Bayonetta 1 on, like, easy mode, and was like, oh, I'm gonna try another one, and just got wrecked by, like, a basic enemy. She's like, why is this game so much harder? And I'm like, now you understand why I'm like, man, Bayonetta's hard. Mm -hmm. You thought you were good at video games, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Like, hell, me and her first date was, hey, I have Bioshock 2. Hey, that's not a bad date. Yeah, Bioshock 2 would <laughs> I mean, be better, Bioshock but... 2, that was literally what I was about to say. But I mean, a girl who's, you know, hey, want to come back to my place to play video games? Oh, jeez, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's neither here nor there. and. Games. <laughs> Also, uh, as people that date, people that have girlfriends and boyfriends understand, having a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or a boyfriend takes up a certain amount of your time. Like, you have to not dedicate, but you have different priorities. You can only play so many video games and only have so much time for um, hobbies, or that person will often leave you because they feel neglected. And when you break up with that person, you suddenly have tons of free time. Mm. 
and you're like, well, I'm not sleeping till 2 a.m. in the morning, and I'm drinking way too much, and what can I do to fill this time? And honestly, at that point, it was kind of like, okay, let's reevaluate some hobbies. I still like paintball. I still like video games, and I still kind of want to try this bullshit YouTube channel thing. Fuck it. Why not? The technology's out there. I now know what I'm looking for. Let's place a $500 Amazon Prime order kind of thing and just be like, okay, I'm buying this, I'm buying this, I'm buying this, and we're going to record Brutal Legend. Yep. And the amazingness if that it's was funny, if the Brutal Legend videos occurred. I, I, wish I, I wish I'd kept better archives because I would find a new way to repost Brutal Legend. Like, in some ways, I kind of want to go back and do it and do it correctly so I'm not, like... A brutal Legend taught me so much about being a YouTuber because it was a crash course in the copyright system and uploading and editing and all kinds of bullshit like that and, like, what you can cut away and what you can't cut away and, like, proper recording time spans and shit like that. Like, I... It was nice. It was a game that I loved that much. I just wish, in many ways, my favorite Let's Play I've done in any in any regards was still in some way watchable, even because that thing is like full of more sound holes than Swiss yep. cheese. So that was also where you started learning about uh, how to schedule uploads. And I can remember saying, "Hey, Charlie, yes. I want to upload something." And you're like, "Don't you dare fucking screw up the schedule." <laughs> We have a schedule, damn it! wasn't it. that you didn't want me to, like, upload on the same day as another video. You just didn't want me to screw up the other videos and the dates they were going up. Yep. You're, like, yep. you're, I'm not you're logging into an why? account I They're... care about. Don't you fuck with anything. <laughs> yes. You can upload it. I'll tell you when it goes yep. up. Nah, and so I, I guess kind of... I learned in that process doing solo LPs is hard. Um... The people that have been successful at doing solo LPs, hats off to you. I can't. I Doing the hour one kind of quick-looky things is hard enough. Doing a full playthrough of a game where you're just talking to yourself and trying to carry on a conversation and trying to contribute some meaningfully to the overall video is hard as yeah. shit. It's literally the ad-libbing out of room. Yeah, and you feel like you're going crazy the entire time. Too. Yeah, that doesn't help. You are fortunate no, that you no, that you don't not. have like the things that are like I can remember back in the day like going through things like you know talk or pretty much talking to a camera or something and then like do what do you want for dinner, honey? Jeez, mom, I told you not to come in. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, and that, I want to say we finished Brutal Legend and somewhere kind of part of the way through Brutal Legend. Um, Lil, who used to do, who did um, the original Batman game thing we have on Which the channel, are awesome videos, and uh, Until Dawn, Which are awesome mm -hmm. videos. Yeah, I, I, Until Dawn is, I think, the best Elp Let's Play we've done to date. I, it's that was a nice mix of Lil is a giant horror movie buff, and I fucking hate horror video games. So let's smash these two together and see what shakes out. I, yeah, that's 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 one of my favorites, partially because I think it just turns out really mm -hmm. well. But like, we started off doing some kind of hey, let's plays with Lil, like um, Bullet Storm. I think our first one off Bullet Storm is me and her, and it's just full of dick jokes and shit like that. Nice. I think was there's even the circumcision cut version of that, which is just dick jokes, <laughs> just the dick jokes, just we, the dick we've jokes. streamlined the internet. This is where the internet was ultimately yeah. going, isn't it? Yeah. 
Nah, not kind of, uh, Jim, who you people that watch the channel and I should be super familiar with, started off as, hey, he also plays video games every once in a while, so we started off doing some stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember if Metal Gear was his first Halo, was his first Let's Play, all of it, or if there was some other thing. I feel like there was a different one that he started off with that we started off as a series with him, but I couldn't nice be wrong. With Jim? We've done a few. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first Let's Play of Jim's that I'll always remember is um, fucking uh, that Dynasty Warriors Zelda game. Oh, yeah, the, the Zelda game. Yes, yeah, so um, Jim's first full playthrough, I want to say, I think, was Metal Gear 1. Maybe it was... Was it Firewatch? No, I think it was Metal Gear 1, followed by Life is Strange, followed by Firewatch, followed by Metal Gear Solid 2, somewhere in there. We just finished Metal Gear Solid 3, so yeah, that's that's a big mm -hmm. chunk of them. So yeah, I say you've actually had a pretty interesting, not to like talk or pat ourselves on the back too much, but you've had a really good like cast of people helping you out throughout this and like had a lot of yeah, really good no, personalities. Yeah, I've no, been, I've been very lucky in that. We've had some people come and leave for a variety of reasons, and we seem to have finally settled on a stable mm -hmm. cast, which is good. Yep. It makes my life a lot easier to deal with ultimately. Yeah. No, and I I guess kind of in a future sense, we are finally talking more about doing more streaming and shit like that. It's I every time we talk about stuff, it's like we really should be streaming more. But that is in so many ways so much more of a scheduling commitment than we're capable of pulling off reliably. Like just getting two people in a room to record two or three hours of footage a week is surprisingly hard. I mean if it wasn't for the fact that you and me record this podcast at the exact same time weekly, it would never happen. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's uh, the schedule is important ultimately. And Fike, it's in a dumb way, I have learned an amazing amount about being a producer from being a producer on a kind of mini level. Not, yeah, mini level YouTube channel kind of thing because it's the same issues as on a microscopic level of, well, who's got work tonight and can record? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, who who's not on called into their shift tonight? Yeah, who? It's like yeah, okay. We need we need content for next week, and you're sick, and I'm sick. So guess we're making a bunch of hour ones with me with sexy Time smoker for the voice. Sick cast. Basically, yeah. And that's how plague spread within corporations. Basically, yeah. See. So Oh no, I think it's there's there's one entire Metal Gear game that me and Jim are just kind of coughing on and off during it cuz a big chunk of it happened during allergy season oh, out here. Yeah, I'm like, nope, can't fix that. Oh <laughs> well. I tried. Mm -hmm. I say. Yeah. So really for you kind of getting back to the main topic, the reason or the way that you wound up to where you are was basically watching others and saying, "I think I can do that." Basically, yeah. I mean, that's I, a, I mean, dear dear listener, don't be afraid to sell that to yourself as well. No, and it's it's absolutely a you can too, as dumb as that sounds. Mm -hmm. Like that, the hardest part of starting a YouTube channel is just starting a YouTube channel. As dumb as it's the that leg sounds. works. Like yeah, we started this podcast, and I keep hearing rumors about there actually being people who listen to it, and numerical evidence to support that fact. Yeah, but, we have the numbers. You know, I say this every now and again, but like we, when we did the first something Wicked Studios podcast, we 
we weren't anticipating even two people to listen to it. Yeah, no, it, it, it's everything involving SWS has been a kind of, I joke, it's like, because we can and no one's stopping us, but at the same time, it's like, I've always wanted to have a podcast. I got this kind of small media thing I'm working on these days. Let's make a podcast for it. We're a gaming podcast. We'll make stuff primarily gaming-ish related, I guess. Like, I, I like the gaming podcasts out there that are kind of, yes, we're a gaming podcast, but we also talk about a bunch of weird-ass shit that happens all the time, yeah. and... We, like, it's like the Jeff Fox where the as funny as, stuff happens every day. You just need to be paying attention. Yeah, like as much as me and Jeff joke about it, we talk about food way too much for a gaming <laughs> podcast. I don't know why, but it's a topic that's kind of always comes up for us, and it's becoming on. It's become a running joke for us where it's like, oh, we're talking about food again. That's yep. a choice. We're, we we found our way back to here. Like we 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 can't escape it. Like we don't even start out talking about it. It's like, hey. So I've been playing this new video game. That's an interesting thought you got there. You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> Pizza. Yeah. Either that or you've been introduced to some new food that you need to get in a fight with the cashier over. Yeah, no, it, it's it's purely a... I, I, I'm lucky enough that the people I am friends with are crazy in the same way I am. Like, if... For better or worse, part of what makes the podcast so much fun for me is, as much as it is structured, it's also just me and Jeff hanging yeah. out. Like, uh, back in high school, me, Jeff, and our friend Kenny, the guy who raises wolves, would just kind of hang out and want to say something stupid like, which would you rather have? And two hours later, we're all, like, ready to stab each other in the throat. It'd be like the old gravity gun versus portal gun fight, and yep. then blow, or we'd come to blows, and then... That wouldn't solve anything. And then delightful yeah. conversation would resume again, followed by fighting, followed by conversation, followed by fighting. And I'm not sure that anything got resolved. And then more fighting. Punk rock. Oh, there was never an answer to any of our questions. <laughs> After all, but what if you had fire in space? Oh, God, we're coming back. Okay, so no one else knows that is the actual one that the most fights were over. <laughs> I think I punched him over that one. Well, the thing is, is that it also involves a fourth friend. Yes. Um, who does not raise wolves. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, he posts funny rock climbing videos, hmm. though. That's awesome. Yeah. But yes, for, for for those playing along at home, um, we had a friend growing up, we had a friend back in high school who got fascinated with the question of can you have fire in space? And the answer is no, but yes, but no, but yes. And if he was just trying to piss me off at random, he'd say, but Charlie, what about fire in space? And back when I was an angry enough teenager, that would just send me flying off to like punching a toddler mm -hmm. angry. Just going off the handle. Yeah, a completely irrational and disproportionate response to, like, a question that was obviously intended to get that reaction out When I was me. younger, that was, like, the absolute worst thing for me is if someone was trying to irritate me, that would make me the maddest because it was an active act to, like, try and irritate me. Yeah, I got in more yeah. fights as a little kid than I probably should have. Well, but you live and you learn. Yeah. Now I'm an adult who doesn't punch people in the 12 items and underline at the uh, supermarket. Emphasize the does not punch people in the 12 items and underline. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's, I, 
as much as we joke about SWS, it was, it's been founded on a because we can and no one's stopping us attitude. And I tried to keep that going through everything. Like if our initial slogan was get good, suck less. Now it's playing games because you can't because it's like we're not apologetic about the fact that like it's like, nope, this yeah. is us. We're not we're, we're not going to pander to you. Well, that's kind of the moment of if this no, is who if we are. stopped watching tomorrow, we'd still be here. That's the worst part, yeah. Like if these, if if the podcast stuff dropped to zero RSS feed and not a single, and our subscriber count on YouTube dropped to zero, and we didn't get a single view for like a month, I would feel bad. Videos and podcasts would still go up. Because by God, we're keeping a schedule. <laughs> yeah, I've, the schedule is set in stone and must be maintained. Hmm. Oh yeah, no. We I think my favorite question ever we got like because um we missed two weeks for Metal Gear because Jim got really sick and we couldn't record. And someone's like, "Hey, um, did did you guys cancel Metal Gear because it's not doing well?" And my response was, "We don't actually care how well videos do. We're doing Metal Gear. We're playing all the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> games because we said we were going to. I may not talk to Jim ever again when we complete five, but damn it, we're playing all the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> games." They'll come back in a couple days. Jim has just been super sick, and we haven't been able to record because he's been, like, throwing up every ten seconds. Oh, poor Jim. Yeah, I felt real bad. He went from being, like, super allergen-ridden to, like, I am not deathly ill, but, like, man, you're going to die, aren't you're, you, ill? Not deathly ill, but you're going to die ill? <laughs> he wasn't on death's door, but death was like, hey, um, is, is this 431? Oh, this is four three two. Okay, cool. I'll be back cool. later. You sure it's not four three one? Poor Jim. I'm looking for a Doctor John. Doctor. Oh, you're Doctor Jim. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Bad with the J's. Kind of sounds like John, right? Right. He spells J O N J I M. Yep, yep. Okay, cool, cool. I'll, I'll back James. out of the room. Oh no, I go by Jim. Yeah. James is my father. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Whoops, wrong wrong person. I'll be back for you later, though. Is Thursday good for you? Oh, you're busy? Oh, sorry. <laughs> busy with what? Busy dying? I get that, I get that. Wait a minute! Death trying to pull a fast one on me. Trying to pull a fast one on <laughs> death, man. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this one more? No, that's really all I got on it. Like, it's... I. If people have questions about what it's like to start a YouTube channel, send them to us and we'll answer them or something like that. Like it's in many ways one of the most frustrating and rewarding things ever. Actually, yeah, I want to talk about something else on this topic quickly. So I, I, I am a semi active member of a couple Reddit communities based around this stuff. And the biggest piece of advice I can give everyone is understand just how much of every YouTube channel's success is unbelievably, I wouldn't call it blind dumb luck, but there's no better word for it. Like, all the video game Let's Play channels that are super huge, no one set off saying, I'm going to have 10 million subscribers. That was a happy accident. They just put out videos they were happy with and proud of, and the restaurant says, hey, we like your stuff, and it grew from there. People get big overnight. People get big over long periods of time. Like it's all 
there is so much kind of random mass appeal. Suddenly you're big, suddenly you're not. Stuff that goes on in YouTube, it can be weirdly discouraging for people. And like an ongoing topic in these Reddit communities are it's like, well, why isn't my channel growing? How often do you post a video? Oh, once a month. Have you tried posting once a week? Well, that's too much effort. Yeah, but once a month means people keep coming. Once a week, people come back. Like they can kind of interact with you. Like, what videos are you posting? I've never heard of that game. Why are you playing that game? Mm -hmm. You like that game. Okay, cool. I hate making Overwatch videos. Stop making Overwatch videos. But people watch them. If you're doing it just because people watch them, go for it. But how many more Overwatch videos can you make kind of thing? Like, I, for better or worse, it's, it's a weird... I get it, people all want to be famous. We all love, we'd all love to leave our mark on history. But if you're afraid you'll, you will fail as a YouTube channel, remember, YouTube is free. Mm -hmm. You lose no money by having videos. And if you're lucky, maybe something cool will happen. If you're unlucky, you can still have a lot of fun just making videos and playing video games and shit like that. Like, it's none of us work on something wicked studio stuff with the dream of someday being like, yes, I'd like to buy four mansions with my YouTube oh, yeah. money. Don't get me wrong, that'd be fucking cool as hell to be able to say that, but none of us got into this being like, we're going to be the next PewDiePie. It's like, hey, that looks fun. Maybe we I'm can do sure that too. I'm pretty sure all of our studios have grown since this, but not due to any money made through YouTube. No, absolutely the not. The recording gear, it's just the bills got bigger. <laughs> yes. Now, I actually haven't bought any real... That's not true. I haven't bought a lot of recording equipment yet this year. And I'm like, huh, this is the first year I won't have like $2,000 worth of audio gear to write off, <laughs> I think. But the year is young mm -hmm. still. And that's when we find out that Charlie's account listens to SWS. <laughs> I, I list it as no income. Mm -hmm. That's actually not true. I do just enough side projects as editing. I put through something Wicked Studios to register a legal mm -hmm. income. We are operating at a constant <laughs> loss. Look at us go. <laughs> yes. That's neither here nor there. Again, it's it's all because we just have a lot of fun with it. Like I joke about this being a giant tax break all the time, but no, I do it because it's mm -hmm. fun. And I enjoy Likewise. it. Likewise. Yeah. Right. So now when you want to close this out. That about does it, I think. Yeah. So uh we are Something Wicked Studios. You can find us on YouTube or at somethingwickedstudios.com. Uh, that's spelled with an S, and I believe the YouTube channel is spelled with a Z. Correct me if I'm wrong. The YouTube channel is youtube.com slash SWstudios with a Z at the end instead of an S. So S-W-S-T-U-D-I-O-U-Z. Mm -hmm. um, you can also reach us at the email address that Charlie will recite because I can't regurgitate it. The wicked, uh, wicked awesome cast at gmail.com. No, the just wicked awesome cast at gmail.com. Also, every one of these shows has notes, and uh, we know that there's, a, that there's a fair amount of you out there. So, if anyone wants to write in, yeah. we'll uh, definitely discuss whatever you write on the channel because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. If we, we would love some, I guess, not fan feedback. But I guess fans the right word for interaction. Yeah, feedback or suggested topics to see us talk about or something like that. If you have any questions for us, like we'd love to answer yeah, them. Just like, mail is acceptable. You don't have to be a fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you want to send a spam, I might read the spam as yeah, part of the topic. We'll, we'll, we'll sit up here and we'll read the like, okay, this is an advertisement for Viagra. 
Um, here's 10 reasons why it's better than Cialis. It is from penis too huge for her at gmail.com. Yep. Um, at a Hotmail, no one uses Hotmail anymore. This is <laughs> legit. Someone, this can't, it, it can't be a bot. <laughs> Earthlink. <laughs> so that's something Wicked Studios. Uh, Charlie, would you like to send us off? Sure, why not? Cue the metal. Cue the metal.